Hey, hey, mom friends. Welcome to another episode of the Four Moms Podcast. Here where we talk, we help moms find peace and purpose by talking about things of postpartum and faith. We hear you, sis. We understand. We get it. (laughs) Promise me we do. I'm your host, Allison Nick. I am the owner of the Calling FM, co-owner, excuse me, of the Calling FM. And I say co-owner because God is in control, right? God is in control. I would not be doing this <laughs> if it wasn't for God. Um, and then obviously the host of this platform. So I'm super, super excited to be back on here on the airwaves. I hope you guys have been enjoying the Mind Shift series thus far. Um, it's just something, honestly, just walking y'all through my journey. Uh, so you guys have been hearing me talk about the episode these past couple of weeks. And Today, I'm actually going to tell you guys the story. So kind of like doing like the prequel, like kind of like Star Wars, you know, how Star Wars like told the story and like they went back (laughs) and told the story of what happened before or like in Lion King, it was like Lion King one and two and then Lion King one and a half. We like Lion King. So (laughs) so we're going to be going back. But as y'all do also know, I have been on my social media and food fast. This is week two. Is it two? Yeah, I think it's week two. And Oh, it's so hard sometimes because some of the things that like I would have posted in stories or kind of just like share with y'all on my personal or my business page. It's like, y'all can't do nothing. (laughs) I can't tell nobody nothing. And so you guys do still see me posting. I'm posting through a third party. So I'm not like scrolling and just staying on Instagram for hours or whatever. Um, And I did do a live as well. Sometimes um, God just gives me some things and I just have to do it then. So, um, yeah, so it's going pretty well. But I wanted to kind of talk to y'all real quick, if you don't mind, real quick about my fast. And so um, week one was hard. I felt like I was just laying around, laying in the bed, praying to God, like, okay, Lord, like, what's up? Like, what you got? Like, what do you need to tell me? And um, I just so had me listening to some preacher. I can't remember what the sermon was or what podcast. I can't remember exactly what it was, but um, I just remember them saying, You need to ask God, like, what he's requiring of you in this season. Like, what does God need you to do? Like, instead of being like, yo, what's up, God? Like, what do you need me to do today? Like, you know, what's the to-do list? Give me my day. Like, God, what do you require of me? What's needed of me? What do you need from me to bless me? (laughs) Pretty much. And so um, it was that really kind of just changed. So the next day I went into my quiet time. Um, so this is so week one, like I said, was quiet. So going into week two, I heard this. So I wanted to bring this into my quiet time. So I was like, OK, God, like, what's up? What do you require of me? What's going on? What's happening? And actually, let me get my prayer journal out. Now, why I don't have this out, like, y'all know, like, like I'm not going to talk about the prayer journal or read something from the prayer journal. Like, eh, like we know this. OK. <clears throat> Okay, and so that was on the 4th. And so I said, okay, God, what do you need me to do? What's my direction? What's my foundation? Like, what's up? He said, again, I've been telling you all this. Trust in me. Don't make any moves without me. And then he even said, who do you think you are? As a child of God, I'm still directing your path. Wait on me and don't move until I say so. I'm like, okay, all right. So then the next or the next couple of days, I so that was this is on August the 6th. I had a business meeting with God and I said, okay, what are my next steps? What do I need to like, what, like, what is it? 
And God, he pretty much was just like, you need to like fall out on this floor. You need to release everything. You need to cry out to me. Cry out to me. That's literally what he said. Cry out to me. That's what you need to do. Because, and he said, don't get up from this floor until you have released everything. I was like, everything. And y'all know I've been saying this. Trust, God's been telling me to trust in me. Like, focus on me. And I'm like, y'all, like, I've been doing it. I listen, I wake up and listen to sermons, right? I listen to gospel music. Like, I'm focused on you. I'm thinking about you, God. Like, I've been doing this. <laughs> I've been doing this. And um, <clears throat> I don't understand what you're saying. But in that moment, whenever he said, cry out to me, I just, like, let out the biggest scream, which feels good, by the way. Like, if you, I, I don't know, you know, if you're at the house by yourself or, like, if you're in the car, like, y'all just scream. It releases so much off of your chest. I just let out the biggest scream. I just fell on the floor and I just really cried out to God and just really asked God, you know, and I just said, I'm releasing this from my life. I'm releasing this. And to me, August 6th is going to be a monumental day because I wrote back in um, our I Am Mounted pages. It was my first entry ever writing in this, which, again, is, is sentimental in itself. But I stated on there, if you have a prayer journal in the very back, there's an I am mounted page. And it says on this day, we write in the date. And instead of saying I overcame, I say that I released. I released. I released limiting beliefs. I released self-doubt, worrying, burdens, uncertainty, expectations of others, limitations, and anxiety. I released all of that. I didn't think about it. I didn't pick it back up. Now, even whenever things pop in my mind, like, oh, what's this going to happen? Oh, we already released that. We can't worry about that. Like, oh, I tell myself, oh, we have grace and favor. We can't think about that. Like, oh, mm-mm. <laughs> don't you even, like, don't even. We have grace and favor. God said he's going to take care of it. And literally, whenever I released that, as soon as I got up, I heard God say, don't worry. I got you. I was like, ah, come on, God. Like, God will speak to you in the language that you need. Like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes he maybe he speaks to like pastors or like, you know, more seasoned people in like the King James version. And <laughs> maybe just some of us millennials and stuff like he kind of breaks it down just a little bit more um, Ebonic wise <laughs> or any other wise like, like, yo, I got you. Don't worry about it. Cool. That's reassuring to me. That's all I need. That's all I need. It's like, what is what is that saying? Like, I'm a little bit between Mary, Mary and, Car- and Cardi B. <laughs> I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle, <laughs> but, um, yeah, and he gave me some more things in my business and it was just awesome. That was a truly an amazing day because I really understood of just like really giving something to God. Cause most of the time we give it to God and we pick it back up like an hour later, right? We take it and we just, okay, cool, cool, cool. But truly just giving that to God. Um, so I just wanted to share that with you guys and just kind of how my, Social media fast is going. Um, so it's been exciting just to go from one week where it's just like, I don't know. Like, if, I don't even know if I'm praying right. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't even know if this is working out, but it, you know, but everything is working out. So obviously, um, you know, obviously we do have our prayer journals both digitally and physically. And I would love to send you because I get to write personal notes and um, just kind of just express to you whatever God gives me. And so, you can click on the link below in our Etsy shop and you can purchase it. Um, 
And if you have already purchased it, please leave a review on Etsy. That would be amazing. So more and more people, more and more moms, more and more women can um, see how great the journal is. I literally had a lady from my parents' church purchase a prayer journal and she just texted me today and she was like, this is really encouraging and helping my prayer life. I was like, yo, like, that's crazy. Like, this is a grown woman. I mean, I feel like I'm a grown woman, but she's like 50s telling me younger than her how much this prayer journal is affecting her. So it's just, it's just amazing. So yeah, you guys, if you haven't gotten one, you need to get one. Okay. <laughs> um, also, Oh, yeah. So that was like my quick announcement and just really a quick update. Also on my updates, um, I'm just really excited because I got a discount from my daycare. So this is like enrollment season. I don't know why I'm sharing this, but I really am excited. <laughs> Yo, I got a discount on the daycare for, the, for one of our kids enrollment fees. So they like picked us. I was like, oh, so you get half off of our enrollment fee. So I'm super excited. They're going back to their same daycare. They've been at JoJo now almost two years, a little bit over two years. Jim has been going there for a little bit over a year. So truly exciting, truly exciting. Okay. So the time that you guys have been waiting for, um, again, I know I've been talking about the episode the past couple of weeks and what happened. And so this is kind of part one of what happened with that. And then I will share part two next week. Um, so going back, this is the prequel <laughs> of the Mind Shift series. So kind of going back, um, I know there is a podcast episode it's titled uh, My Six-Month Blessing. And in that episode, you can go back and listen to it. In that episode, I really talked about getting my job um, as, as an insurance adjuster and um, how me being off of work in this six months, everything led up to this job. And it was just great. And it was just wonderful. So I went through training, by the way, I absolutely love training. Um, <laughs> I love going through trainings. I love being in mentor sessions and whatnot. So I went through the training um, and even still in training, I was not happy. Um, but I was just like, well, you know, you never know how this is going to happen. You never know what's going to happen. So I just really want to keep pushing and keep trying it out. Um, he's in the bathroom. Yes, downstairs. So sorry. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna keep trying. You know, this is, tr it was truly a different career path because I've been in the animal medical field for over 10 years. So I was trying to give myself grace in that realization as well. Right. And so it's like, okay, so I'm, I'm still trying. I'm still going and it was just like, it wasn't getting any better. I uh, wasn't getting, ha I wasn't happy. Um, it was, it's a very stressful job and I've been in stressful jobs, but um, this job was just different. Um, it was just different because it was, it was stressful, but it was like a continuous stress. Sometimes you may have like um, highs and lows and peaks and valleys and whatnot in regards to like your different stress level but this was just completely different and so um <clears throat> excuse me and so that was um it just never stopped I never stopped thinking about the job even after I went home which has never happened to me before um I was just 
it was always on my mind. I would, I could just feel my heart rate increase as I would drive into work because these were the days we actually drove into work. Um, <laughs> and I just, I it just, I couldn't shake it. I couldn't shake it. And what I learned from the last time of leaving my job, whenever I left my job last March, is that I didn't communicate well my feelings in leaving the job. And so as I'm starting to feel these feelings, and I was feeling these things, I started that job in October, I believe. Um, in October, and I mean, this was before 2020. So I mean, I was having crying sessions before 2020. I was like, I would literally get to my desk and I would just bust out crying, just like cry. Um, just even before I'd even look at my workload because it was just so much anxiety getting to that point. Or I would open up my desktop. And there would be twice as much work there than where I left. Like, dang, I did all this work yesterday to get to clear my desktop. And I come back because you still get claims and notifications and activities, even outside of work. They're still assigning them out to people. So you come back in and it's just endless, endless stuff. And so, um, you know, I try to express to my my training manager how I was feeling to other people in our training staff. And a lot of people just kind of gave me the same thing. This job is just stressful. A lot of people say the same thing. You really have to kind of wait until month six or nine of really doing this to kind of get ahead to kind of get a hang of it. Something's going to click and this is all going to be great. That's all I kept hearing. So um, from people at work and then as I'm coming home and expressing to my husband how I'm feeling, um, or my parents, because y'all know we still we still want to make our parents proud, right? And then as wives, um, you still want to be a good wife and do what your husband is asking you to do or, you know, make him happy and make sure the family is still doing well and pleasing him. And me coming off of what we went through last year, if I hadn't expressed it before, so I quit my job, we I racked up credit card debt. My husband and my husband was extremely mad at me for leaving my job. For he he felt like I just gave all the financial burdens to him, which I mean, that's all those things. Cause like I don't feel like I did, but whatever. Um, <laughs> he gave because I was still paying for stuff. So I mean, anyway, he like I gave all the financial burden to him. Our marriage just went through this really, really, really low place, and um, so now I feel guilty, feeling the way I feel. And I'm wanting to please my husband. So I'm staying at this job that I don't like. Um, I applied for some different positions at the job, but I just got there. So it's like, ain't nobody really checking for me. <laughs> ain't nobody really looking for me. And um, it was just so much, so much, so much. And I just didn't know. I, I didn't know what to do. So I talked to my husband. He's like, well, you're going to have to keep working. Like, you know, you can't leave your job unless you find another job or, you know, you're going to have to suck it up and deal with it. You know, like, hey, you're a strong woman. You're a black woman. You're a strong woman. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> like, that's it. That's it. And I felt like my feelings were not being acknowledged. My, I, I wasn't being heard. Um, I just felt like people were just brushing over. I felt like everybody I was reaching out to was not listening to me. They were just giving me answers. 
And, you know, and even still, you know, my parents are just like, oh, you've only been there for a little bit. Like, you know, give it some time, which I completely understand. But at the same time, I just didn't, I, I, I just didn't get it. I, I wasn't understanding. Um, I didn't even set any expectations for myself getting this job. <clears throat> Something else I also learned from my the job I quit last year was that I had set these expectations for myself. Like I need to be in this position by this time. I need to be doing this by this. I'm going after this interview. I need to nail it. They gave it to who? What you talking about? Like I had set myself for these expectations and I was just disappointing myself. Um, and so with this job, I didn't even set expectations because I didn't know anything about the field. So I said, let me just go in and work. Let me just go in, work and learn and see. Um, but it's just so much. Y'all, every claim is different. It depends on what state you're dealing with. There are different statutes whenever it comes to certain accidents. And then some stuff is like, it's not even in the resources. It's just stuff you're just supposed to know. Huh? Okay. What you mean? Like, I've never done this before. (laughs) What you mean? And so that just got very, very overwhelming. Um, So like I said, in training, I, uh, so I was in training from about, October to the end of the year, so December of 2019, like I said, I had meltdowns even in training of the stuff that was going on. In January, I got officially moved to a team, great, awesome people, um, and um, I just still felt like it was just really a lot, and it got extremely overwhelming right before COVID hit, and I even put in my resignation letter, y'all. I, I was telling my husband, like, you know, like, I just, I just can't, I can't. I turned in my resignation letter, um, and um, I really didn't, <laughs> I kind of went back to my old ways. I really didn't talk to him too much about how I was feeling, but, uh, I mean, I, I did, but I didn't tell him what, what I did, but I turned in my resignation letter, um, and I was just in tears crying because I don't want to go back to a low place in my marriage. I don't want my husband to be mad at me or displeased with me. Um, but this job is not for me. This is not working out. <clears throat> it's not. This job is just not working out. So, um, the next day I reneged. <laughs> the next day, um, I got pretty much, I got a lot of stuff off of my plate. I got a lot of stuff done. And so I reneged because I'm like, oh, okay, like I was just in the moment. I just had to clear some more stuff off my desktop, like I'm good, and this is cool. So they allowed me to come back, um, and then the, that next maybe week or so, so whenever they implemented the stay at home for the adjusters, for us to stay at home and work. Okay, cool. Um, so then I was like, all this time God's been telling me to endure. All this time God has been just like pressing me and telling me to hold on, like, I understand now because we've hit COVID and I can work from home and, you know, still bring an income from the family. Like, I get it. I, you know, I understand. And working from home at first, it was cool because our volume was low. Because obviously nobody was really going anywhere. Things weren't really happening. I was getting a lot of stuff done. Um, And so that would make me feel good for the most part logging out at the end of the day because I finished all my work but yet again you log back into work and there's a full load just there waiting for you and I've never experienced this on the job and um, most of the time you know I like knowing that I cleared off my checklist 
for that day and I come back maybe to yeah maybe to a different checklist but to just whatever that day has for me and knowing that I can clear off my checklist and because let me okay, let me break it down like this in the animal world <laughs> after you finish your day you've already went through all your clients you know you clear out the register you make sure everybody is walked fed clean happy good and you go home you don't come back if you leave if there's six dogs there whenever you leave you don't come back to 20 dogs being there you still got six dogs <laughs> it's still six dogs there um, unless you're at an emergency hospital that's a totally different thing though you're still you still have six dogs left there like you still have an expectancy of what's going to be there the next day besides you know dealing with clients again dealing with the same thing so I never had that situation where I would come in and have so much more after I've completed the task before. It was a very overwhelming experience. And I also learned that corporate is a very competitive world. And I'm com- competitive on an intimate level, like maybe between like a couple of friends, maybe one on one. But I'm not competitive like in departments or on my team, like in huge, big ways. Oh, I got to beat this number and do this. Yeah, it's nice to hear like you get called out for meeting certain metrics or doing certain things. But like, I'm not I'm not pressed like that. I'm not. I'm more focused on am I satisfying the customer? I'm more satisfied on a personal level. Am I communicating well? How's my customer service? Am I giving the customer everything that they need during this claim? Am I presenting them with all of their options? That's the stuff I'm worried about. I'm not worried about these metrics and these numbers that corporate is worried about. That's just not for me. Um, so anywho, like I said, in March, I resigned. The next day, I renewed. And um, it just kind of kept going. Um, so I kind of kept going and kept pressing through. Um, on July the 18th, was that the 18th? No, look, I got to look at a calendar, child. Okay, so on, yeah, July the 18th, um, I <clears throat> I was stressing about, and this is a Saturday, by the way, stressing about work, still, it's the weekend, and I'm thinking about work, and it also doesn't help as well, and I don't know if some of you guys are adjusters, or if you are working from home, if you're able to, like, close off the space that you had, my office space was in my bedroom. So I would purposely have to like leave out of my bedroom just to get away from my office. I would have to be sure that whenever I came up to bed at night that I was like super tired because I didn't want to be in the bed. Like, you know, it's that space before you go to sleep and like you kind of just like this had to sit there for a second. I wanted to be sure I was so wore out by the time I came upstairs, I would just fall out because I didn't even want to look at that computer. I didn't want to look at that monitor. I didn't want to look at anything over there. So Saturday, get up. I'm still thinking about work. I'm thinking about stuff that I have. I'm like, okay, so I'm just gonna, I'm just going to log in for an hour. I'm not going to clock in. I'm going to log in for an hour, do some work, try to catch up so I can clear my head some. That's what I did. It helped out some. My parents brought the kids back. We had a full rest of the day. That evening, I, um, oh, sorry. So that evening, um, I was still kind of restless. And what I didn't know after I spoke to my therapist is that I was having some symptoms that I wasn't aware of leading up to this. So two weeks before before my episode, um, 
I'm just calling it my episode, you guys. I, just, I don't have another name for it. <laughs> so it's, it's the episode. Um, I wasn't eating. I wasn't eating. A couple of days before the episode, I stopped sleeping. I was very restless. My mind was just going. So at this point, I just wanted to sleep. I wanted to, I just wanted to sleep. I wanted my mind to stop going. I wanted just to be able to relax and be in my bed and just sleep. I had a headache from not really eating, from not having appetite, from not getting any sleep. Um, I, I just wanted to sleep. That's all I wanted to do, you guys. And in that, I took some Excedrin um, to try to get that headache away. It didn't work. Um, so 10 minutes later, I took some more Excedrin. Um, and I knew from a medical sense that I... I knew for medical sense that I wasn't supposed to be taking that many pills. But on a personal level, I was going to keep taking as many pills as I needed in order for me to stop feeling the way I felt. Because I was tired of feeling tired. I was tired of feeling restless. I was tired of feeling so worked up that I just wanted to just go numb. And even... um, well, let me say that. I just wanted to go numb. Okay. Um, I wasn't trying to like kill myself um, because I want to see my kids grow up. I want to see them grow and become these beautiful and amazing people. But I just wanted to sleep. I just wanted to get away. But I knew the thoughts that I was having that like, yo, I don't even want to be here. Yo, I just want to sleep. Yo, I would do whatever it takes to be sure that I sleep. And um, I had told my husband how I was feeling. And um, I just don't think he was able to comprehend and to absorb it um, as as I would have wanted him to. I was waiting for his paramedic mind to, to click. But it's different when dealing with a family member, right? Those things just don't click for you. And so I text him, I told him, because he was downstairs, I was upstairs with our daughter, Um, she was already knocked out sleep, and that was a thought that I had, if I keep taking these pills, what's going to happen, am I going to potentially pass out, or, you know, something else can happen to me next to my daughter, is that, that's what's going to happen, and um, I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to that. In high school, I had very much suicidal thoughts because it was very hard for me to transition from the eighth grade to the ninth grade. Um, being in public school, um, just you know, people, kids are different, okay? From public school and private school, it's different. And it was just very hard for me. So I had suicidal thoughts then. And the same thought had came up then. It was, I don't want my mother to find my body. I don't. I, w- I wouldn't ever... I don't want my mind, my mom to find my body. That's why I didn't commit suicide in high school. Having these same thoughts and then going to, if, could I potentially pass out? Or, you know, what if my daughter wakes up and she's hitting me in my face? Because that's what children do. <laughs> and mommy doesn't wake up. So I text my husband. Um, he was just like, I really can't comprehend everything. And so I'm super thankful uh, that I was already in therapy. I text my therapist. I told her the thoughts that I was having. I told her that I knew these are not healthy thoughts. 
Um, and this was like at 11.30 at night, y'all. I didn't know she was going to respond, but I knew at least just me reaching out was all I could do. Maybe about 10 minutes later, she called. And she was like, thank God I looked at my phone. I just so happened to look at my phone. I don't know if she was asleep. I don't know if she was, you know, she was awake and she just so happened to look over her phone with something nice that I don't know. But I'm thankful. And um, she spoke to me. I'm just like in tears at this point. I'm telling her everything that I'm thinking. Um, She's like, okay, is there somebody that, you know, she and she pretty much just said that um, from everything you're displaying with you, I think that you need to go to the hospital. And so um, I was just like, oh, my God, because let me tell you. all <laughs> And she referred me to a psychiatric place first um, because for me, it was just like I was thinking about those places you see on TV, like white walls. You know, it's a white room. It's padded walls. Are you just sitting there? It's just a bed and you. And it's like, oh, my gosh, like you, because she had stated that she wanted me to get a, a psych evaluation, psychological evaluation or a psych eval. And I was like, oh, my God, like, oh, and I just really couldn't comprehend and handle that. I went downstairs. I spoke to she spoke to my husband, kind of told him what the best plan of action would be at this point. Um, and it was very hard for me to make that decision to move forward. Um, what I will do, I'm going to take a pause here because I, I can feel myself getting very emotional. Um, I can feel myself kind of getting back into that space. My heart is really just racing right now. And so um, I would like to continue part two next week, kind of going from here, because I would like to, and part two is going to talk about me going to the hospital this and what happened after the fact. And the reason why I'm pausing now is because I can feel myself getting worked up and I want to some of the things that I have learned since the episode. I want to put those things into effect right now um, because I feel my emotions coming back from that day or from that evening. And um, yeah, so um, <laughs> I'm going to pause here. I apologize. I, I really want to go a little bit further, but I'm going to pause here for right now. So I thank you, ladies, for joining in. Um, if this episode has moved you in any way, please just definitely leave a review. Um, leave us a five star review or comment. I really love reading the comments, you guys. Whenever you guys do take the time to write a personal note, um, it does definitely just. I just like reading them. <laughs> I do. I'm a person. I'm a, I can be a little bit of a sucker, y'all. So I do like enjoy. It. That's why I like to write personal notes. Or if I send out the prayer journals, I just enjoy it. So um, thank you, ladies, for listening. Um, don't forget to subscribe to um, our podcast or check us out on Instagram for moms. I'm sorry. Yeah. For moms podcast. That's right. On Instagram or um, Jesus, the calling FM. I just went blank. The calling FM on Instagram as well. So thank you so much for listening today. And thank you guys so much. Let me also say for for listening. Thank you guys so much um, all around the world. Y'all, we are international. It's amazing all around the world. Thank you so much. Love you guys.